Busy Birds. Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Did you know that one out of every three chemical cleaning products contains ingredients known to cause human health or environmental problems? Our guest today is the founder of the Inspired Little Pot. She's also the author of Naturally Inspired, a book that is full of simple DIY recipes for body care and cleaning products. She's passionate about educating and increasing awareness on reducing the number of toxins that people expose themselves on a daily basis. Crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Chrissy Ballinger. Thank you. So good to be here. You're most welcome. It's lovely to finally have you on the podcast. You've been doing some amazing work. You've got such an incredible journey. And how did your sustainable journey actually start? Uh, You know what? I think it feels like a slow journey. I think when you feel passionate about something, you kind of just want to get from A to Z straight away. So in hindsight, I would say that it's been quite a slow progress, but then it feels so incredibly quick because I'm learning things every day and I've got all this stuff I want to share and it just, it feels like I'm racing through it. I just woke up one day, really. It was just, it began with curiosity. I noticed finally, it's like I opened my eyes to what was happening around us and, you know, the focus on speed and convenience and money making and the neglect of earth, but humans that are on it. So uh, I started researching and once I learned something, I couldn't unlearn it. So, you know, it all began with a, you know, I don't have one of those like groundbreaking, awesome, newsworthy stories. I I literally just woke up to, you know, a, a packet I couldn't even tell you what it was. It was, a, it was a, something in my bathroom where I just went, what even is that? Like, I don't even know what that is. And I started looking into it. My, my history, my background is in education. I was a health and phys ed teacher for about eight years before I had my own children. And I majored in health promotion at uni. I've always been passionate about health, but my journey started with food and worried about what was going into my body and bodies of the people I love. And then it kind of just progressed. So it was almost like it was, it was bound to happen. But at that point that I woke up, I was like, okay, I have to do something about this because it's not right. It didn't feel right once I started researching. I mean, once you look at some of these packets and I mean, guys, you can actually go home now and all, well, most of you are home. Just have a look on some of those packages and just see what chemicals and stuff is in some of these products that you so conveniently sometimes buy and you trust these brands. And then when you just discover what is in this, you're like, whoa, you know, so why was that kind of important for you to then ditch all chemicals and rather just use natural ingredients? We need to know what is inside everything we consume and we use. 
speaking very generally here, as a population, we take for granted that someone else has our back and therefore you pick up a bottle of sunscreen or you use that particular washing powder, you know, on clothes that you then wear all day. And you just assume if it's sold in the shops, it must be okay. And I now see that that is not the case. We have to have our own back. So it is up to us to research what is in bottles and packets. And because there's so much in there and because the cleaning industry is not required by law to tell us what is even in their packets, it is anyone's guess. So rather than put your faith in someone else, why don't, why don't we take control and if we make our own things, and we'll talk a little bit later about very simple recipes you can make to clean your home, and we change that mentality of it only works if it's been manufactured in a big manufacturing plant or a factory. And we, we see that simple things, there are simple solutions, cheaper solutions, and solutions that are better for the planet, better for our health. You know, so, so why wouldn't we, you know, why wouldn't we do that? And the other thing that important to note is that there's so much conflicting information out there. A lot of ingredients that have been used in the past that are no longer allowed to be used in any products. So people who say that particular preservative is fine to be used in humans and that one is okay at certain doses. But I would love for people to consider that if, if someone says to you that this preservative is okay within certain percentages, do they then consider that you may be exposed to that preservative in multiple products throughout the day? And when they say it's safe, are they talking about me, a 37-year-old tall white female, or are they referring to a six-month-old baby who's crawling on the floor and touching things that you've sprayed and wiped or hugging you with all of your fragrance on your skin. I feel like there are so many questions to be asked and that is, that is why it's important to ditch the chem. Until we're certain, until someone can say for sure that is fine to use, why not strip it back? So I can show you how easy it is to strip it back and how you realise that actually, you know what, I can clean my house with, you know, a bottle of vinegar that's had orange peel infused in there for a couple of weeks and it does the job. We don't need to kill everything. We're not designed, like humans weren't designed to be sterile and we weren't designed to live in sterile environments. So why is there an obsession with killing everything, every germ, bacteria, virus, 99.9% of everything, let's kill it. No, majority of us, and I speak again generally, the majority of the population are fine and are okay to have some bacteria. Like we're full of bacteria. Like there's like <laughs> billions and trillions of bacteria, microbes and all that stuff in our bodies. We need to preserve them because they're doing the hard work for us and we need to give them the chance. So in a very roundabout way, that's why I think it's important <laughs> to ditch the chemicals. Yeah, definitely. And I think especially it becomes so important if you've got children that's, you know, in your house, you can't watch them all the time. So just to yeah. kind of give yourself that added safety that, yeah, if they drink my floor cleaner or something, they are not going to die. They might have a runny tummy for a few days, yes. but it's not yes. poisonous. So for me, that is something that I feel that 
everything that I want to clean within my house, if I don't feel confident about drinking it, then I don't feel confident about putting it in my house because in the end, it's going to come in your body. I mean, your skin is one of the largest organs that we've got and you're going to get into contact with this. So if you're using poison that you're literally scrubbing on your kitchen bench top, you are going to get some of that in your body and it's not great for you. No. And you know, I'm under no illusion that just because something is natural. So I'm very, I take a very kind of real approach to this. I'm not 100% of anything because we have to be realistic and to put a blanket safety on natural is not, I mean, arsenic is natural. That's not safe. Lead, lead is natural. It's not, you know, something you want to be ingesting, but it's more just to be realistic about what you're using. And you're right. If, if a child gets their hands on a bottle of vinegar and chooses to you know, drink that, it is going to have much less impact on their bodies than say a bottle of bleach or even just your commercial hand sanitizers at the moment, the number of cases of poisonings that are happening because children are getting their hands on this stuff. And what do kids do? They put stuff in their mouth. That's just how they learn. So definitely it's much safer to go the, the natural route. So totally agree with you. So a few years ago, you started the Inspired Little Pot. And I would love to hear more about how it started and the name, because I absolutely love the name. Oh my gosh. You know, it's hilarious. I went, we moved to Perth from um, Mackay in Queensland about seven years ago. And not long after we left, I met a very close friend in Sydney and we were having a few drinks and had this really cool idea. I was like, you know, would love to have a business where I'm teaching people. And it was started with like washing powder and sunscreen and deodorant. They're like my three first things that I attempted to make. And I really want to start, you know, a Facebook page because everyone was starting Facebook pages six, seven years ago. What do I call it? And we really just had a few cocktails and I was like, I really want, I want to inspire people. That was my thing. If I can inspire you, that means that the motivation comes from within. When it comes from within, when you're doing it for yourself and not somebody else, it's it's more likely that that journey is going to be sustainable for you. So I want to inspire people. And essentially I was making things in little pots. So I was like, oh, I'll just call it the Inspire Little Pot. You know, if I could rename it now, I might, but let's just stick with it for the minute. <laughs> and, you know, I, the, the way my journey progressed was I started sharing what I was doing. And initially, even such a short, like, because now it's so cool to make your own stuff. It really is. It's getting this really cool stigma with it. And I love that um, if stigmas can be positive. But back then it was almost like, you what? You make your own washing powder. That's ridiculous. How do you do that? Or you make your own deodorant. What? Like, how do you do that? So I started sharing it and I was so shocked to see that people was, were interested in it. So I went, okay, this is great. I'll, I'll just start a free little blog. And then that evolved to a full on paid you know, website I paid for. And then I thought people didn't know where to buy stuff. So I better give them somewhere to buy it. So I actually had it, did it all from my lounge room for a very long time and then moved into a warehouse where we were shipping like so many packages every week to people who were wanting to buy natural ingredients but didn't know where to get them. And then about a year ago, I realized that I was actually going to kill myself trying to be everything to everyone. So I decided to step away and just write the recipes, meet people face to face, do podcasts, you know, the occasional stint on TV, all that kind of stuff, just so that I can spread the word. And then I can tell you where to buy ingredients. And there are so many people doing it on a large scale that it would have been hard to, for me to sustain personally. So it's kind of evolved 
quite a bit over the last five or six years, but I'm loving where it's at because I have opportunities to write more recipes and inspire people. It's not going to make me a millionaire, but it's never been about that for me. I love, I get such a buzz from people who say, oh my gosh, I had no idea I could make my own cleaning spray. Now I do and I'm saving money. I'm saving the planet. There's no waste. And I'm like, yay, winning. It really genuinely excites me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so you've also the author of your own book, which is called Naturally Inspired. You've touched a little bit about that, but can you tell us a little bit what recipes people can actually find inside? Yeah. So um, this this is like my baby. I was, I'm so excited about this book. It's been out for about 12 months now and um, it, there's 125, over 125 recipes and guides for natural cleaning and skin care and body care. So basically you, it's, it's in my opinion, you could I could continue to write recipes, and I do because fresh stuff is fun, and people are looking for new stuff. But really, it's all you need. So, basic stuff like I've mentioned a lot: deodorant or face washes, or you know, foot scrubs, face scrubs, toners. There's shampoo and conditioner, which is a whole another podcast in itself, but a very basic one in there. And then cleaning. So basically, every room of the house is categorized in sections, you know, to clean your laundry, clean your kitchen, clean your bathroom from very basic, simple ingredients. And it's all you need to DIY. And you know what I love is I, I pride myself on giving people the foundations for DIY. So let me give you a bit of background on why we should DIY. Uh, let me give you a few really simple recipes and start there. And then people start getting educated and inspired enough themselves that they'll go, oh, I loved the base of that recipe. So I, now I make your you know, velvety moisturizing lotion, but I tweak it and I add this extra oil and I then put these essential oils in it and yada, yada, or a bit more beeswax and, or a bit less beeswax. So I can put it in a pump bottle, whatever it is. And I'm like, awesome. Cause they gave you the foundations and then you're now confident enough to tweak it, which makes it yours. And you're going to carry on because you're the one wanting to create this product. And essentially it's yours now because you've you've tweaked it enough to be your own recipe and that's really motivates people to keep going so with naturally inspired yeah it's something that I believe that everyone needs to give them the foundations to start I'm very very proud of it it's a beautiful book it sounds amazing and where can our crazy birds actually find your book yeah, well, it's obviously on my website, theinspiredlittlepot.com.au, but it's it's everywhere online. So, you know, um, there, there are amazing physical bricks and mortar stores that stock it. We have a stockers list on my website, but online you can grab it at all of those online bookstores like Booktopia, Book Depository, Angus and Robertson, places like that. So it's pretty easy to find. Cool. I'll definitely link that up in our show notes to make it easier yeah. for crazy birds. And you also have a DIY taster booklet online that I saw. What is that exactly? Yeah, so those, um, basically I put those together because it can feel very overwhelming. So those people who are listening that have never thought about DIY or they've heard of it and it's felt so foreign to them, I put the taster booklets together with a handful of recipes from the book. So it's much cheaper. It's a much, it's a less, less of a commitment for people and it just gives you the very basics, a place to start because we have to start somewhere. So if we start with the basics and then we 
we add that. It's like when you're cooking in the kitchen, you start with the basics and, you know, people will more often try a pasta sauce from scratch before they try actually making their own pasta. But once the pasta sauce is easy and part of your repertoire, you go, I'm going to step it up now and I'm going to make the actual pasta dough. And then you might even make the bread, the garlic bread to go with the pasta. So it's like you needed a place to start. And that's really what the taster booklets are aimed to do. And they're also really cool to add in a little pack. So if you wanted to give someone a gift that was a little bit different, then you could all, you could get one of these little booklets and then you could get the few ingredients you need for a whipped body cream, for example. And then that's like a, a package really, it's like the instructions and the ingredients so they can go and make, rather than make it for them, they can then make it themselves because it's so much fun yeah. to make. But I must mention, I know a lot of people who follow you would be waste-free and minimalists and all of the rest. So the book is available as an ebook as well. So I know a lot of people are interested in not having stuff. I don't like a lot of stuff myself. So it's nice for people to have that option. Oh, that's amazing. Well, we'll definitely check that out. And I've linked that as well in the show notes, Crazy Bird. So you can go and get mm. that right there. And if we were to go and visit you guys in the Bellinger household and mm. have a sneak peek at what is going on in your cupboards? What is some of your survival natural ingredients that we are definitely going to find that you just cannot go without? Okay, so we'll start with cleaning because usually that's where people want to start. They Cleaning feels a lot less overwhelming than um, skincare. I feel like that's because of how it's marketed and what we put in our bodies and needing to suit certain skin types, hair types, yada, yada. So anyway, when it comes to cleaning, I would say vinegar is just a very common, obvious thing that you are going to use. And most people have that in their kitchens anyway. Bicarb soda is another one, which a lot of people would probably have. I would recommend buying that in bulk. And a lot of bulk food stores will sell this stuff where you can just scoop and fill your own now, which is brilliant. My holy grail of cleaning really, vinegar, bicarb, citric acid, amazing. So you could use bicarb and citric acid in a bowl mixed into a paste and literally turn your shower from a hazy, white, hard water stained, you know, view to just sparkling clean. It is amazing. You don't need those commercial products that promise to melt away scale and all of that other stuff that it does, um, including the stench. There's a reason why you feel dizzy when you smell that stuff. There's your body sending these intense alarm signals to say, get away. This is a toxin, but we have, we kind of go, I'll just suck it up so I can get a clean shower screen. I would rather have a dirty shower screen than use that stuff. So citric acid, usually people go, Oh, I see it in the supermarket. It's this little jar and it's about $3 for 75 grams. You need to get it in bulk because you'll use it a lot. Mm. So that is an absolute, I do have lots of um, suggestions on where you can buy this in bulk as well, which I'm sure you could link in to the blog, but you know, things like washing soda and just salt, a really handy things. Castile soap is another one, liquid castile soap. So versatile. Um, use it in skincare and cleaning. And then when it comes to body care and skincare, I'd say your main staple ingredients and things that I've always got, always got on hand is beeswax pellets, which I get from the most passionate beekeeper in New South Wales who insists his bees are so happy and I believe him. He's, <laughs> he's really amazing. And then shea butter is another one. And, you know, I, Beautiful, nourishing oils like jojoba oil or uh, rosehip oil, apricot kernel oil. Those things are gorgeous. Our skin loves that stuff. So very simple. You don't need a lot of stuff. I think I could probably give you a list of 
12 ingredients that you could just keep an eye on and keep your stocks up and you can basically make everything. So that's what you'll find in in my house. And you'll always find a jar of vinegar with orange and lemon peel jammed inside because that's my go-to cleaning spray. So every time the kids have an orange, I save the skin and then soak it in vinegar for a few weeks. And it just gives this beautiful, subtle citrus aroma to the vinegar. And it does a brilliant job at cleaning grubby walls and dirty bench tops and so that's just normal white vinegar or can you like because I sometimes feel with my kombucha I don't drink all the kombucha all the time because seems like I'm the only one in the household that drinks the kombucha so I need to drink liters every week to just get through and if I don't make a large amount, then I have to like literally change it every few days. So what I've been doing is I've actually kept some of it some some weeks, you know, just so that I can make a vinegar from it instead of a kombucha. So I like, you know, alternate. <laughs> can I use something like that as well? So the kombucha is vinegar. So it's almost like an apple cider type of vinegar, it looks like. You can. I've apple cider, those kinds of vinegars definitely have a more pungent aroma mm. and if I'm going to name one resistance I get from people with vinegar it's like I don't like the smell I don't get it because I love the smell of vinegar especially when it's like sprayed on hot potatoes <laughs> um, but you know it's one of those things that white vinegar is definitely milder for most people easier to access and cheaper but yeah give it a go and this is the thing is like try it give it a go if it works for you awesome because now you've got a way to use up that vinegar And you've got a cleaning spray as well. And I know lots of people who would use an apple cider vinegar to clean. So yeah, my preference is white, but that's just me. So yeah, I would say definitely give it a go. Awesome. Well, I'll let you know how that one goes. And when you said, you know, some of the natural ingredients, I always find it so hard because everyone probably knows how much greenwashing is going on. You know, you just Mm. slap natural on it. I don't know if it's even had natural in. Maybe it's the paper that's made of a natural tree. I don't know why they call it natural, some of these stuff. But it's really hard to find like good quality ingredients that I know is natural, that is organic. And especially if you look at, so we're, we're kind of, you know, moving into a tiny house on wheels where we're going to use all of our gray water to actually water our garden. So it's really important that, you know, we definitely have natural stuff on our water because I don't want to be washing my hair with something that's chemicals. And then that goes into my plants and into the food that I'm actually eating. So what advice can you kind of give us on how to kind of select these natural products? And do you have like a few go-to places where we know, listen, it's got your stamp of approval. We should be good to go until we learn more and know how to identify those ourselves yes I've so many I've written an entire online course on learning how to read labels so it's different so looking for natural products versus looking for natural ingredients are two different things and you're always going to be safer looking for natural ingredients there's less places for them to hide because if you are buying okay salt is an example you can buy salt from the supermarket and it will have an anti-caking agent in it So I would leave that salt behind. I wouldn't put it in my body and I don't like to support the people who make that. I don't see the point. If my salt clumps, I'm okay with that. That's just me. So you can find salt without that. So yes, yes, natural ingredients, you still need to check how they've been extracted, 
how they've been sourced, if it's ethical. And the only way to find that information out is to ask questions or go to it somewhere that someone you trust, trust them. And that's, that's a slightly lazier way. But I have a list of places, as I said online, that you could go and you could check and go, right, well, I've pretty much at the time of me checking, they ticked all of my boxes or they used to supply me and then I would supply people. So I trust them and I send people to them. When it comes to ingredients, I mean, ingredients within products. So if you want to go shopping and you want to buy products and yeah, you're right. Greenwashing is next level. I'm blown away by the number of products out there. And I often do little stories on my Instagram and things like that. I'm blown away by the people who will blatantly put natural or eco or earth friendly on their products. And I'm like, how in what world is this natural? Because you have a number of chemical preservatives. As I mentioned, cleaning products, they can tell a lot of them try to be transparent and they'll give you a list of ingredients and they'll literally just write preservative or (laughs) fragrance. And it's like, great, but what is in your fragrance? What preservative are you using? Because your product says what I'm buying from you is a good choice. So how do I actually verify that? It's difficult. You've got to ask questions. I would say for those who really can't afford the time to research properly, to go with something certified organic is definitely a great place to start because someone else has done that hard work for you. To go to companies like, I'm a massive fan of Biome. It's just oh, Tracy is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I've had the pleasure of meeting her a few times and I've had held workshops in her beautiful spaces and she's genuinely here for a good reason. So someone like that, I go, go there and you could blindly shop. I wouldn't question what she's selling. She does all the hard work for you. So there's a recommendation. Flora and Fauna is another great one too and everything they stock is vegan. So go places like that. But tell you what, when it comes to supermarket shopping, the best way is for you to become empowered and for you to learn how to read labels and identify the nasties. And I often say, you know, create a little watch list of the ingredients you must avoid. And if if you pick up a product and depends where you're at, if I pick up a product and it's anywhere on it, I would put it down and I wouldn't recommend it. However, some people go, I just, I need moderation. I need to be mindful, but I don't want to go extreme. That's fine too. You've got to do what works for you because it has to be sustainable. So, you know, it might be that this particular, say phenoxyethanol, for example, the jury's out for so many people and whether that's one to avoid or not, I say yes, avoid it. But it might be the 14th ingredient out of 15 ingredients, meaning it's in there in the smallest concentration that might be okay for you. So as long as you're empowered with the knowledge and you have that information, then you can make an educated decision based on your needs. Don't worry about what I'm doing because I'm in a different place in my journey to you. And, you know, the next person might might be different to the other. So um, does that make sense? Like, does that kind of give you a, a bit of an idea on? Yeah, definitely. And I'll also link up because on your website, you've got such a great list of the places as well. So I'm definitely linking that up. So Crazy Birds, check cool. that out. And I totally agree with you on this journey. And I mean, that's the same with being on a zero waste journey. You know, you can't just wake up and be like, hey, I'm plastic free, zero waste. You know, yesterday I made like 10 kgs of trash, but today I'm doing everything by the book. You know, you are going to be so frustrated. So it's the same with this, you know, take it baby steps and you know, the next time remove more stuff and remove more stuff and see how it goes and what you feel comfortable with. But from my experience, the moment you realize 
how bad some of these chemicals are, you're just like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not even going to finish my current load. I'm going to give it away to someone that is going to finish yes. it, that I know that's yes. not going to make the switch, but I'm not putting that on my skin anymore. And then just to to take it step by step, that's all that you can do. Absolutely. And, oh, my God. And no one's going to judge you, and you should also not judge yourself for going to the stores, especially now, if you go to the store and you would normally buy something that is package free, that is, you know, this organic certified, and now it's not available. It's only available in one month's time. So use whatever you can at that point and use the best options that you can find also. Absolutely. And you know what, if I think back to my journey where it began and where I am now, and I think, wow, the things now that I do that, and and it knocks on, you know, you you start with, like I said, it started with food and nutrition and then it kind of moved to this space. And now I'm so much more aware of my waste and things that I'm, that it, that has changed, like the amount, even just what lands in our actual bin each week is just so mine. and, And it blows my mind that I wasn't there at the start. And I think if only I was doing this, for six years. I can't believe I've just learned this, but we've all got to start somewhere and it's baby steps because if you did it all right now, you wouldn't, you wouldn't carry on. It would be impossible. It was so difficult to remember and to physically do it, but adding a little bit here and there, it feels doable. So, you know, and the other thing, just quickly back to ingredients is those, I know for a fact, people will listen and they'll be skeptical. How do you know that works? How do you know that other stuff's bad? And I would just challenge anyone who is challenging that concept to just look at history and get examples from all of the ingredients, chemical ingredients that have been in circulation for a long time that all of a sudden they've done a massive backflip and gone, actually, that's quite detrimental to developing fetuses or that has proven to cause, you know, immune issues in certain people. And, and then go, who, who do we actually trust? Well, you can trust yourself because at the end of the day, you're going to do the best thing for you and for your family. So that's where we, we need to continue to center to is just we need to make those good decisions and not rely on anyone else. Exactly. I just love that. So if our crazy birds want to start like making their own DIY recipes, what advice can you give them and where should they start? It depends if you're into skincare or body care, but to give you a couple of examples, I've mentioned the citrus spray a few times, put citrus peels in a jar, cover it with vinegar, leave it for a few weeks, decant it, strain it, easy spray, done. It'll last you a really long time. The bicarb citric acid mix that I spoke about, you, you can clean. So um, because I don't use detergents in anything like hand washes, face washes, they don't have those surfactants and ingredients that are going to basically melt away all the dirt. So my sink does get grubbier than your average sink, but a simple citric acid just on a wet sponge, it just will bring out sparkling. It takes no effort and you would use a teaspoon of citric acid to clean your entire sink. It's amazing. So that's a good one. And even just pouring a bit of citric acid and bicarb into your toilet bowl will take out all those hard water stains that leave your toilet looking grubby. But if you scrub it, it doesn't come off. It's, it's like a, um, a natural CLR, like it's amazing. They're great places to start. And then when it comes to body care, I would say just a really simple lotion. The simplest lotion recipe I have would be equal parts shea butter and carrier oil, like I mentioned jojoba oil, even olive oil will work and um, melt them together. And as it sets, give it a bit of a whip. 
Now you can use that on your face. I mean, essential oil is optional. It's up to you. You can use it on your face, use it on your hands, your feet, rub it into your feet, put socks on overnight and you've deeply nourished your feet and it'll be a lot easier to get dry skin off. You could even use what's left on your hands to rub through the ends of your hair and um, smooth your hair down. It's like so versatile and it's two ingredients and it's cheap and it's easy. So that's where I would go for absolute beginners who just like, I want to try something and I don't want it to be too difficult. There are three options. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to try some of them out. It sounds fantastic. Chrissy, what are you currently working on that you would like to share with our crazy birds? Well, you know, in this time of isolation and a lot of time at home, you think I'd have copious amounts of time to just create, create, create. But I also have two kids and a husband who's not home very often. So I've been very slowly working at this kids book, which is going to be amazing because kids are our future. We need them to be inspired because they'll be the ones making policies and running the country in, you know, no time at all. So this kids book is full of rest, about 45 recipes at the moment that'll inspire kids to get busy in the kitchen and hands on and making their own bath bombs and um, slime and, and not using glue or um, nasty ingredients or glitter, microplastics. It's just really getting the kids to get excited about something that's truly natural that the parents can be fairly confident that if they accidentally eat it, not that it's designed to be eaten, of course, but if they put it in their mouth, it's not going to cause serious issues. So that is my key focus at the minute. Oh, wow. That sounds fantastic. And that actually brings me to the next question. And that is from one of our crazy birds. So guys, if you want one of your questions to come on the podcast, I typically would give some heads up who's going to be some of the guests on Instagram stories. So you can check that out and then you can just leave your question there that you would like to ask for the guest. So this week we have Christina and she's also from Australia. I don't know where in Australia though. And she wants to know what is an easy recipe to do with your kids, especially in the times that we're now with a lot of kids at home. The easiest recipe that kids will absolutely love is bath bombs. They love them. They're so excited by them fizzing. And, you know, occasionally you'll try and make a bath bomb at home and it'll crumble. And then you just call it bath dust and then you sprinkle it in the bath and it fizzes. And your main ingredients in there are going to be um, citric acid and bicarb and a little bit of a carrier oil and a few essential oils if you wish. And it's a really great place to start. You can get these gorgeous little silicon molds from probably got them in the pantry and you just yeah the recipe it's easier for me to just get you to link it in so you can follow it's very basic but when it comes to kids I think they absolutely love making bath bombs I mean as I said I'm doing kids books so there's gonna be plenty of recipes in there for people to get excited about and um, when the slime recipe is perfected then I'll be sharing that but um, simple bath bombs or even like a lip a lip balm and you know again three simple ingredients the shea butter carrier oil and beeswax melt it together, pour it in pots and kids love that stuff. So, and it makes really cool party favors and birthday presents and kids get this kick out of making stuff themselves and giving it to people. They have so much pride in that. And so do we as grown-ups, but it's a really cool thing to do with them. Oh, wow. That sounds really cool. I'm definitely going to link that up for you guys as well, the recipe. So what has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? I woke up basically and I feel like we're as a general population are quite numb and oblivious to the general health. It's almost like it's too big for us. We can't control that. It's too big. 
and I woke up and I think that is the biggest and most important thing that I did for myself, for my children, for future generations, for the planet. I think about everything that I use and discard now. I think about where it goes. I never used to do that. I just don't think we were growing up. We just, if it was out of sight, it was out of mind. But now I'm fully aware that if I'm not going to use that, it's going to land somewhere and probably stay there for a really long time. So I also made, aside from making it my mission to educate others on that and help them to wake up, I made two really simple swaps that I think have impacted my footprint massively. And that is um, menstrual cups have been a game changer. Oh, they're amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The amount of dollars that we would spend, the amount of items that would end up in land, something like 10,000 sanitary items would go into landfill in one female's lifetime. That's massive, you know? So, uh, and not to mention what they treat all that cotton with as well. So yeah, that has been huge for me. And also period undies are great. And then reusable coffee cups, such a simple thing, but I, I still don't understand why we say even sell disposable coffee cups. I don't get it. I don't understand why we can't just say to people, don't leave your home without it. And if you do, guess what? You're going to go without a coffee today because unless you have a cup, we're not going to fill it. I, I feel like that's such a basic thing that we could make. And it's such a tiny, I know coffee cups is a big buzz thing and people talk about it. There's so many other single use items, but let's just start somewhere and let that be something that we just put our foot down and go, sorry, people will learn very quickly. I don't like missing out on coffee. Well, I've got like four of these cups floating around because I'm not going to miss out on that. Not, not that I could fill them at the moment with no one's filling them. So I just go without. Yeah. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? It's such a simple thing. Exactly. And I mean, that has even helped us like the, the coffee cups because I used to make coffee for my husband when he goes to work as well. So I yeah. would fill up his reusable cup and then yeah. he doesn't have to buy a coffee at work because he's got his coffee. It's in a insulated cup. So by the time he yeah. wants it in a few hours, it's still going to be hot and he's good yeah. to go. So it's actually yeah. saved us money by making our own coffee. And yeah, so that really helps a lot. So that's some great stuff that you've been doing. And now we are going to move on to our final five. What is one social media account or publication that you follow? I have to say two really quickly, Echo World, amazing, echo.world, amazing. And Low Tox Life with Alex Stewart, amazing. They will give you all round broad. I'm very narrow in my DIY natural kind of focus compared to they cover it all. So that has to be on people's radar. Awesome. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? That more people wake up, that more people pay attention and that this becomes normal. It's a normal thing for us to make more. And, you know, again, coming back to the time that we're living in and isolation, people are now having time to cook and they're like, oh, it's actually really great cook for ourselves and they're not spending all this time in the car going to work and coming back and so I feel like we just need to wake up and that's what my hope is that we start paying attention asking questions becoming curious because we're all quite majority of us are quite sleepy at the moment to it so that'll be a huge huge step for earth yeah and what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to help out mama earth okay so Start reading labels and ask questions about them. Don't just pick something up and trust that someone else has your back because they don't. Not everyone does. And a lot of mainstream stuff that you find in your obvious places are not looking after you. Those products are not serving you. So pause before you buy anything. Do you really need it? 
Like, think about it. Do you really, really need that when you've got something else that does something quite similar? And I've been there and I know lots of people who are still there, but pause and then be gentle to to the whole process. 80-20, it's my best advice is just do what you can to the best of your ability based on the knowledge you have 80% of the time. And then the other 20%, just be kind, like let let it go, let it slide because stress is probably the worst thing for anybody. (laughs) And then, and then also just start small, best, best, I've said all of that's the best advice, but this is probably the best advice. Start small, take a baby step, get used to that, get good at that, tell a few people about that and then take the next step and get really good at that and repeat, rinse and repeat, start small (laughs) and just keep going because then it amounts to be something giant. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? Okay, I have mentioned both of these, but I'll just reiterate. For cleaning, there is no law around product labeling for cleaning companies and they are not required to tell you. I have reached out to a number of companies in the past to ask them what they use in their products and they blatantly tell me that they will not share that information. I have asked for material safety data sheets, which will give you Um, information which is great but they are not required to tell you so the average person who is not awake and who is not asking questions would not know what's in there so I actually have a petition going on change.org getting collecting signatures to get some transparency skincare body care products have it Uh, cleaning doesn't so that needs to change and then I mentioned before about you know the 10,000 sanitary items that would end up in landfill in the average course of a woman's lifetime that's huge. Multiply that by, you know, three and a half billion people. It's a lot of landfill that's unnecessary when you can. There are solutions. And once you get over that initial hesitation on using a menstrual cup or period undies, oh my gosh, it is just the best. So um, that's what I like to drop at dinner parties. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> and I do. I'm that person who does. Oh, well, I'm with you on that. Just love to shock and then just be like, okay, cool. How can we get through that and just give them all the other goodies? Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. And Chrissy, where can people actually find you? Okay, so website, theinspirelittlepot.com.au, but also the handle, The Inspire Little Pot on all your socials. So Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, all of them. I do have a very valuable resource uh, on Facebook. It's a discussion group that's so incredibly active. I think out of 20,000 people, 17,000 people are active, which is huge for Facebook with all their Mm -hmm. algorithms. So it's a really good place to get asked questions, get advice, search past threads if you're not keen to ask a question yourself. Yeah, it's a really great support space if, if you're looking to kind of go the whole DIY route, which I'm hoping after this podcast, a few more people will be. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for all of this knowledge. It was so much to take in. I absolutely love talking to you. You are doing some amazing, amazing work. So thanks for all that you do and for being an, a great guest on our podcast. Thank you so much. It was such an honor. I'm really completely floored that you even asked. So yeah, thank you for all the work you do. Oh, thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the mamaearthtalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. 
You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them and I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes, so if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them. Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best place would probably be a DM on Instagram at Design by Mariska or pop me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday, so make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.